I'm Sandra Christian. Welcome to Self-Reflective Conversations, the podcast. Self-reflection is when you seriously take time to think about your character and behavior, analyzing where it comes from, what it means to you, is it working for you, and what can you do about it? And this journey starts now. In life, things do not always go the way we would like them to. Circumstances, events, people and situations arise that result in positive and negative emotions. The negative emotions are sometimes detrimental to ourselves and to others. These situations occur both in our personal lives and in work situations. I've experienced both the positive and the negative emotions on my journey. The positive feelings of exhilaration, joy, kindness and love often outweigh the negative feelings of failure, guilt, anger, and sometimes even shame. Yet we spend most of our time thinking about the negative aspects. I often thought deeply about why I felt the way I did and why I did the things I did. I struggled to get over some of these emotions and the one recurring aspect that has been the redeeming factor in many of my situations an aspect that we all encounter in life is love. Love for family, friends, people I meet along the way, my managers, my work colleagues, and most of all, love for myself. In my book, Self-Reflection, The Key to an Amazing Life, I mention how I am now learning to love myself and others in a new way, in kindness, consideration, compassion, and empathy. And yes, I still fail at it at times, but I continue learning and I'm enjoying the journey. So today, I'm pleased to welcome Francisca Mace, known to me as Franci. She's a special guest who has agreed to share her views on love with us. Good morning, Franci. It's really good to have you with us. Will you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? I'm from Germany. I live in the middle of Germany. And I'm 35 years old. I'm married since 13 years. And we've been together nearly 18 years. And we have two wonderful kids, two boys, 10 and 7 years old. And can you tell me what you do in your occupation? Yes, I'm an animal keeper working in an research institute. I do work in animal testing, but I am about to do a change and I will exactly stop uh, with my work next week and start anew at the 1st of August. Now we know that animal testing is quite controversial. Can you tell us just a little bit about that perhaps? Yeah, I know this is a difficult theme and uh, many people look at this just don't, don't like it, dislike it, although uh, the most, those people who uh, shout the most about it, they don't know anything about it. I can say for myself, uh, all the things that I had to do in all these years, there was nothing that was against my personal morals or anything what I found too cruel to do. Well, those people should throw the first stone who never had to take any medics or who don't have People in their family, kids, parents, or themselves who do, do suffer from any diseases like cancer or whatever. 
So this is still necessary to do this and uh, uh, still they check about alternatives, but some things you cannot do without those animal testing. So it's still necessary. Thank you. Thanks very much for sharing that. Okay, so let's get on to our subject of love. Let's start with what is love to you? What does love mean to you? Actually, this is a big theme because we could talk still tomorrow about that. <laughs> we start from now. Okay, uh, that's, uh, I guess we should differentiate it. Uh, so we talk about love for people, I guess, not for food, pets or God. I think there is uh, an infinite amount of faces and shades of love. So uh, this is what it makes so difficult. Uh, it might be a word, but there's so much behind. Okay, to try to describe it in easy words. I would describe it as a strong emotion, uh, a feeling that affects us deeply. And it uh, does an influence and affect us in everything we do, how we see things, how we talk, how uh, our mood is, our behavior. For me, love has to do a lot with caring. Also sure with sexual attraction, um, strong desire or passion. Yeah, those uh, who uh, we do love, you want them to be safe and to be happy. And you're also often ready to put uh, their happiness over your own, what finally makes you yourself happy. Yeah, I believe that love and friendship has something in common. They are true and endlessly. That's beautifully said, Francie, thank you. Can you tell us perhaps who do you love or what do you love? Let's stay with the who. What? I love chocolate. <laughs> 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 who? Sure, my family, first of all, my parents, uh, my kids, my husband, also my friends yeah. on different levels. And then a very intimate question. Do you love yourself? That's a pretty interesting question. To be honest, I never thought about that. And can you tell us why you, you never thought about whether you love yourself or not? I don't know. I never came to this point that I had to. I never questioned myself. I never questioned the love for myself. I'm, I don't know. Am I an exception in that? I can't believe that. I think there must be many people outside there who never thought like that. Um, let's go a little bit further than just love. Do you accept yourself exactly the way you are? Never. Who does that? I think show me one person who does that. I would say I, somehow I accept my character. Mm -hmm. After I crossed the 30, I would say I became more direct. But uh, yeah, I don't accept my body that much. You know, the bad genes and the... <laughs> and why do you think you do not accept it? My body? Yeah, well, just, just yourself in general. I'm, I'm not uh, satisfied with the way I am if I look into the mirror. When you think about love for yourself, how do you think you can learn to love yourself or to accept yourself more? That's a good question. Is it so important? Why is it important to love myself? 
Okay, now that's actually a really good question. I know for myself that it is important to love myself because when I do not love myself, I find that there's a lot of doubt that comes into my mind. There's a lot of thoughts of failure, of not measuring up. And most of those are basically aspects that have been put in place by society. You actually have to measure up to something. And that is why we do not accept ourselves. I think that's what it is. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think you can accept uh, what society puts on you? Yes, I guess. Maybe I just don't care too much about what ah. society thinks. I'll just live my life and do what I want. Okay. Yes, exactly. Now, when you live your life and do what you want, are there times that you hurt people? Yes, definitely. In, in my opinion, we cannot go through life without hurting people, even if we love them, even if we try to prevent them from everything. This is not possible. And I already reached that point that I got to know this. That's right. And I accepted that. And when you do find that you hurt people, what does it do to you? Sure, this hurts me too, but I need to find my personal way and my thinking that I can deal with that. And okay. sure, I try to prevent to hurt as less as possible, but sometimes we cannot uh, fully prevent it. Do you beat yourself up about it? Do you actually say, oh, I wish I did not do that? No, I think I think about that before. I think about the consequences before. Do you forgive easily? Do you forgive others? And do you forgive yourself easily? I think I can forgive others more easily than myself. Okay. And why do you think that? I don't know. I'm uh, more hard on myself than on others. I recognize this so well because I'm exactly the same. But, <laughs> why, <laughs> but why do you think you are so hard on others? I don't know. Maybe I just want to torture myself before others or... Uh... Are, you, are you at peace with yourself? Do you have... No, I guess, I guess not. But I'm also not sure if the status of completely being in peace really exists. I think maybe in only very tiny moments. I can't believe yet that it is possible to be fully in peace with yourself and with others completely all the time and that you can keep it. And no, I can't believe that. Does love bring you to a point of peace? Perhaps? Of course. So when do you feel most at peace? Is that when you are with somebody you love or is that when you are in a situation where love is given to you? Both. <laughs> I think it must be from both sides. <laughs> Let's take this into a work situation. Okay. How do you um, relate to people in love at work? How do you mean that? <laughs> Let's say something happens at work that yeah. upsets you and you feel something negative. All right. Mm -hmm. You have a negative emotion. How do you deal with that negative emotion in love? Can you deal with that negative emotion in love? No, I guess not. What happens then? 
I would feel bad all the time and I guess I would avoid that person with I had the stress with. <laughs> as long as it's about work, work is a, work has a place in my life. I am not very emotional about that. I guess um, I have a kind of distance, uh, emotional distance to, to things that happened at work. Maybe this is my problem right now to answer your questions. <laughs> so um, I'm not that much, I'm like emotionally cold in some things. And um, I can just shut it off. And Do you know why you do that? No, I often thought about that, but uh, also people from work uh, more often told me that uh, they uh, think that I'm different. <laughs> different in work than outside, you mean? Yes, in work and in uh, my thinking, my, my think, uh, how to handle the things and uh, so yeah. And I, years ago, I remember I worked together with a woman and when we started to work together, we, we didn't know each other before, but I found her, when I really started to work with her, I found her distance uh, next uh, or against me. Yeah. And later she told me that uh, she thinks that uh, it makes things easier if you uh, separate work and private things. Because if you have stress uh, at work, it may affect also your private life and the opposite. So that was her thinking. And sometimes I think that's true. Okay. And why do you think that's true? Does, is it easier for you as well? I saw people at work now, uh, they became friends as soon as they worked together. And uh, then for any reason, they had stress with each other and uh, they had big fights and they couldn't work together anymore mm -hmm. or uh, they never did anything private again together so uh, I don't know maybe this is not the right place to to have close friends at work it can cause quite a lot of trouble and especially if your friend actually is a manager or somebody who is superior exactly. to you etc like that so these are really difficult situations and I'd be so curious to hear what other people think about situations like this because yeah. I think these are the uh, are problems that we all have difficulties with and we are all still learning as to how to balance the personal and the business side, how to ensure that you can still show kindness and compassion and love in a work situation as well as at home. Do you find that it's easier to make friends outside of work? I guess. The funny thing is that, um, that this uh, colleague that I told you about, yeah. uh, who was distance to me, we are still in connection. We didn't work now together since uh, 14 years, yeah. but we are still connected and sometimes have a call or we are not close friends, but we are still, uh, yeah together in the connection and um, the funny thing is that I made uh, the experience that uh, some of my friends I didn't meet them online some didn't even know my face before and this was uh, a different kind of 
get to know people. First, they get to know your character before they even saw your face. And this is a quite interesting thing because I made some good friends out of that. And how would you relate that to the topic of love? When you meet somebody online, can you relate to them from a feeling of love even before you've met them? Yes. Okay. And can you tell us how you do that? Like I said, you get to know them just by talking, by mm -hmm. writing. Yeah. Sure, you can, uh, you can develop feelings for someone too, uh, if you even saw them. Because you uh, like the way they talk, you like the way they behave, they, you like the way if you feel they care for you, they care to stay in connection with you. Does that mean that love is really the developing of feeling and the, the caring and the concern for each other? Is that how you would see it? Yes. When you meet people online, do you actually take those friendships offline as well? Yes, I did that in the past. Is it most times or sometimes that you do that? I would say if I see my friends, it was 50-50 now. Half of them I met online, half of them I met in real life from school or from work. Yeah. And if you look at just your life in general and you look at the aspect of love in your life, what role has that played in your life? Very big one, I would say. Why is that? And what has the role been? Well, every day consists of love, isn't it? You have your family around, you have uh, your kids around, you have your friends around. So um, there's always love. So Francie, can you tell us what you thought about this conversation and the questions we've been asking each other? I found it very difficult. When I did confront myself with those questions, I thought I had never and I never did ask myself those questions. And I think, uh, do I need this for my life to ask myself those questions? Or do I need to meet people who ask me those questions? That's true. And it may not even be that. I think you're not the first person who actually mentioned that. Just yesterday, I spoke to somebody who also said to me, I have not experienced so many things that you have experienced in your life. So I've never had to ask those questions. And is it really necessary for me to ask those questions? So I can completely it's understand that. It's interesting. What is the point and what was your personal point to ask yourself those questions? A lot comes from my background. The fact that I've always felt pushed away, pushed out. I've never really fully accepted myself for who I was because I come from an environment where it was really difficult to do that. Other people who grew up in the same environment did that, but I was probably harder on myself than other people. So my self-reflections may not have any resonation with you or anybody else. But it does make you start thinking about certain aspects of your life. Have you found any of these questions valuable? I still find it difficult. Okay. Um, 
maybe it's just the way that I did accept myself the way I am, uh, let's say the character. And maybe I still, I feel I'd still, it's not necessary to ask myself those questions. I don't know. Maybe I need to think deeper in that. Uh, what is interesting is the, those questions about yeah, peace, peace of mind. Uh, but yeah, I still believe this is not possible to get just through those questions. No, you're absolutely right. You don't get peace of mind just through questions. Actually, it's just the starting point for a lot of other discussions, a lot of other thoughts. Um, and peace of mind is not something that just happens. Sometimes people actually enjoy the activity in their minds and in their lives. I find that for me, peace was one of those very, very valuable and very um, important topics in my life. I needed peace. I still need peace. I need to be quiet. I need to have a place where I can just pull back and be with myself. But that also comes from the fact that that is how I have been raised. I've been alone quite, quite a long time. I've been alone for most of my life. And you get used to it. So being alone does not necessarily mean that you have peace. Yeah. And that is also a very big difference. So I like the, the idea that you say, oh, look, peace, I have it for short moments. And I too have it also just for short moments. I have it only at short moments. I love it when I have it, but I don't have it all the time. But being on my own and being quiet helps to get to those places of peace. That's true. And to be or uh, to like to be alone uh, doesn't mean that you're lonely because I am the same. I like to be alone. I like to be on myself because this is my moment of peace. Yes. I recognize that. And um, actually, I, I think it's not bad if you don't need anyone else to be at peace. That's very true. I love that. You really don't need other people to be at peace. And yet, I also enjoy being with people. So I've got both sides. It's a sort of duality that you see. I love being with people. I like enjoying people. I always prefer small groups, but I also love being on my own. And I hear that yes. you have the same as well. I have the same and I'm very, maybe this is also the problem that I struggled with your questions about work because I'm very picky about people. Ah, okay. Um, very few makes it in the let's say let's call it inner circle of my friends so uh maybe also one reason is i have been hurt a lot as child of friends um who you thought they were loyal and then they were gone that happens a couple of times to me so i'm more and more picky and i think you can't get hurt if you go if you don't get close to people you can't get hurt, but you also miss out on all the other good things that you do get True. from people. Exactly. And that's why I need to find the midway still. Exactly. True. And I, I feel exactly the same way. That midway is really important. To find <laughs> that, that happy balance, you know. <laughs> and on that lovely note, I think we're going to bring this uh, podcast to a close. Thank you very much, Francie, for joining me on this call. I look forward to speaking to you again, either in a podcast or outside of it. <laughs>
Yes, I hope so too. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you very much. Both. Thank you too. Bye-bye. <laughs>